Hey everybody, welcome back to Feedback Loop. It's your boy Jeremy. And the less <laughs> the lesser boy, Joey. Less okay, let's let's just you're not lesser Joey. But you're I mean equals. I think I am. I mean I'm well, I'm not, not I'm not quite the boy. But I mean, neither am I. I guess that's true. You're a ya boy. I, I am their boy. Yeah. I'm the, the, I'm nobody's boy. boy. <laughs> you're my boy, Joey. <laughs> Anyways, we're we're feedback loop podcast. We talk about music. I'm sure you're aware by the uh, the context of which you clicked on this this video or uh, episode in and your the, streaming app. And we also have a music note as like a profile picture. Wherever there's a lot of context at, there. So. If you didn't know we're talking about music, I'm honestly a little bit surprised and a little bit disappointed in myself. But <laughs> but that's what we're doing. We're we're talking about music this week. Uh, we listened to the uh, first album, the debut album of the band Half Alive, which is titled Now, Not Yet, with a, a comma. Because I don't, I don't know why I felt the need to, to stipulate that there's a comma there. I mean, if you search Now, Not Yet, you're going to find it. Regardless, uh, I picked this album on a whim last week because it just, it just it stood out to me for some reason. It just kind of called out to me. Maybe there was some sort of... Uh, deity maybe reaching out to me and saying that oh, we need God. to talk about this album. <laughs> yes, <laughs> God. Is, it's, it's a joke that we will uh, explain, I guess, as we get through this album. But uh, yeah, I didn't really have a rhyme or reason to pick this album. It was just on my it was on my personal list of albums that I meant to listen to because I'd heard the lead single, which is Still Feel, uh, and I really liked it. So I put it on my mental list, and then when we did the podcast, I added it to the podcast list as well. So I figured, hey, we'll fucking explore it together. And it just kind of kind of happened. So we're doing that, and now we're now we're discussing that. Or I guess we did that. We listened to it this past week, and, and now we're uh, discussing it. And now we're discussing it for your auditory pleasure. <laughs> Boom! Uh, the album art of this album is actually pretty interesting compared to a lot of the things that. I guess it's not fair. I was going to say compared to a lot of the albums that we've reviewed, but, but I uh, mean, it's, it's more it, interesting it, to me. Yeah, like it actually seems to look cool and not just be like splatter art whatever right it's got it's, it's some... yeah it's got some like some like magazine cutout or some like photograph cutout yeah of like a man and a woman dancing and some like it looks like maybe they're swing dancing the lady's got her hand out and her, her foot's out and it's it's kind of energetic in a way but they're missing their heads and there's like, like a big sun looking thing in the middle like yeah and it's actually like circle i think i think it's like superimposed on top because you can see that the color is different on the man's uh, jacket where, where the circle cuts off. So it's actually above, it's in the foreground technically, but it has some opacity or whatever. It's, you think it's that, semi-transparent. You think that means anything in relation to some subject matter on this album? I don't know. Or okay. it could be that he's slightly transparent, but I guess then you'd see the lines behind it. I don't know. It's kind of a cool album. Mark, look it up. It's, it's got like some, some orange sun, like a red background. It's very appealing visually yeah. to me. Uh, I'm not sure I understand why they're headless or what the sun is representing. I mean, there, there's some conclusions to be drawn about what the sun is representing. Uh, but we'll, I guess we'll get to that. It's, 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 I guess I'll go ahead and say it's a religious album or, or uh, <laughs> there's a lot of religious kind of context for the album and the lyrics. There's a lot of lyrics talking directly about uh, having Christian faith yeah. of sorts. So I'm sure there, there's something there. I actually didn't spend a lot of time looking at this album art. I just like, it's pretty. It's cool. I mean, like the people in a way remind me of uh, 
like the Neutro Milk Hotel album yeah, yeah, where it's yeah. like a cutout of something kind of old timey looking. Kind of a collage deal. Yeah. Just yeah. like just snippets pasted on top of each other. I dig it's, it. It's pretty cool. And now that we've spent 20 minutes talking about <laughs> the album art, uh, are you okay? Okay to start? Okay. Okay. We'll talk about the first track. Okay. 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 <laughs> First track is okay, okay. Joey, what did you think of this track? We're going to start with you. Even though neither of us really had experience with this album, I figured it, we'll just keep keep the flow going as usual. Yeah. You know, I was actually... I think you heard me reacting... No, it wasn't to this song. It was to Still Feel. It but, was to uh, Still Feel last week, yeah. I immediately liked this song. Like, I actually really liked it. Uh, yeah. It starts off with like a three-second clip of like some intense rock guitars like so it kind of throws you off guard for just a second not it's nothing like it does a bait and switch but it's like you hear it and you're like what and then it gets into kind of like an electro indie there's like a low-key bloopy type yeah i I don't know how to describe it because i get it's not (laughs) when i say synth i think of like big synth but it's kind of like just the little like keyboard type sound but it's yeah just just some nice keys some synthy keys yeah and this dude's voice is super Ugh. super smooth like yeah it's, it's just it's like so... it's delicate it's like nuanced it, it's like i don't know it, it's it's unique for sure it, it yeah it's unique and uh it fits really well with their music i think so agreed uh but yeah it's kind of like uh the verses are pretty stripped back and the chorus is big as you would expect but i really like how they kind of stick to minimal music i guess throughout the verses and they do it yeah. well and then kind of there's some choral ahs in the background going mm-hmm. on leading into the chorus whenever everything kind of blows up and then about halfway through the song it kicks in with some rock guitar and like drums and then the synths yeah. get bigger and it's just it's kind of cool that it starts off with the rock guitars in like the first three seconds does away with it so you're like okay that was that was weird where'd that come from and then it kind of <laughs> yeah. brings it back to a lesser degree halfway through the song yeah it was, it was kind of a teaser at the beginning saying like ha there's this and then you're like oh that was weird yeah and then it comes back and you're like oh it makes sense now but yeah it, it has this kind of rapid evolution to to it in the the later bits of the, the song like towards the end it just like because like you said it's mostly a minimal kind of deal and then the choruses are big, but like as the song progresses towards the end, it it goes through like several different kind of songs or or styles very quickly and switches through them. But uh, I don't know; it's it's kind of wild. It's kind of entertaining to me. I really like the song as well. Uh, I, th- I think it's a very good intro track to this album as well. I agree. And uh, as far as like the lyrics go, it's seemed to me about. And I mean, I think it's pretty clear this guy wasn't really mincing his words right. too much. Uh, but it's like learning to be yourself and to be okay with who you are after trying on many different faces. Like he talks about uh, trying to please other people or act like somebody who he's not or be somebody else. And then finally being himself and talking about how putting on those different faces, it takes a toll on him and it's just exhausting. And just the happiness, I guess, that he can find, or the peace that he can feel from finally being okay, being himself. Yeah, which I think is a very, very good message, a very positive message. There's a lot of positivity 
on this album, which I mean, I guess you would expect knowing that it's a religious album, yeah. but neither of us really knew that going into it. Uh, but it, I don't know. It's, it's not, I feel like I've, I'm eating my words perhaps. And that I feel like at some point in the past on this podcast, I've talked about not really liking happy music. Yeah. But I don't know. This music doesn't really feel like happy music per se. It's just music with a positive message. If that makes any sense at all. I don't know. There's, there's some distinction that I'm making in my mind that separates this from quote unquote happy music. I get the distinction though. I do say this, this album, I think it would border on happy music, especially at times. And like just with the sound, there's definitely some sparkly glassy sounds that come in throughout this album that kind of make me think of happy music, but I don't know. It's not, it's, it's, it's not overwhelming to agree to a degree that makes me want to run away from it. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. I would run towards this, not run away from this. <laughs> Track number two, Run Away. Boom. This one, this one, like, it has some cool, funky, upbeat deal with the drums. It's got some smooth keys. There's a lot of, like, nice, smooth keys throughout this album. Uh, it's got some spacey guitar noise for some ambience, which is really cool. The drummer gets to show off a little bit on the song, maybe more so than a lot of the other songs on the album. Uh, there's this watery vocal effect that they put in the pre-chorus that immediately reminded me of Free and Losh, which is oh, maybe nice. the, the most hipster thing I can say because I'm pretty sure Free and Losh isn't a thing anymore. And I'm pretty sure they were never huge, but uh, it, it kind of had... It, yeah, they're not at all. Not at well. I think they have a little bit of their not sampling stuff, but their sampling stuff is their best stuff. So, I don't know about that. That's a discussion for another time, uh, because I'm a big fan of of their original music and stuff yeah. as well. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I like them. I, I like the style of the song. It's it's at the same time like I don't know. There's a certain aesthetic to this album that I really like, but it also is kind of reminiscent of poppier kind of indie bands in this vein that I haven't listened to a lot of. Um, but I don't know. I, there, there's again, there's some sort of distinction I'm making for this album and I'm not really sure why that it, it stands apart from that kind of like almost arena indie. If that makes any sort of sense, no, a, a lot does. of those bigger bands that do a similar style of music that don't really appeal to me, but this album does. It totally does, and uh, I'm glad you said that it doesn't... I don't know. You saying that kind of uh, cemented the fact that I think I did a a better job picking what I picked for next week because this song started to remind me of like a mix of Two Door Cinema Club and Passion Pit, Mm -hmm. but like with an updated sound. Like this this dude's voice in spots is a little bit less, I guess, produced. Right. than like their singers' voices, and I like that. Which I mean, I like Passion Pit and I like Two Door Cinema Club. But stay tuned I, for yeah. when we do those episodes. Eventually, not Eventually. next week. Not next week because uh, something else is coming. <laughs> but you have to stick around till the end or skip to the end to find out what that is. Yeah, yeah. What if people do that? They like they just tune in, <laughs> skip straight to the end. They're like, okay, what are they telling me to listen to this week? They don't care what we're saying. They're just like, maybe these people will recommend me. Okay, music. But but the thing is, if they were doing that, it's more work than they need to do because they can just wait until the next episode comes out to see what we did. That is very true. They won't have to do anything. They just have to look at the title of the next episode that comes yeah. out. Yeah, you know what? 
Yeah, I, I don't know why I tangented That's off fine. to that, but uh, we I feel like we got we got some room to breathe on this episode. It's not a super long album; it's like forty-ish minutes. Yeah, it was like forty twelve tracks. So, uh, yeah, lyrically though, "Runaway" it's it's kind of similar to the first song. There's definitely this theme of positivity and stuff, uh, and this specifically the theme of accepting who you are. But this one seemed a bit more focused on growth. Yeah. Where it's saying you have to like stop and assess where you are before you can make progress to get where you want to be, because there's no there's no quick and easy way to achieve ninety percent of your goals. You really have to like dedicate yourself to doing it and work at it. You you can't just get it. Yeah, and uh, to build off of the the first track's message of accepting who you are, it's like once you get to that point, you realize that there's no need to run away from who you are, from who you want to be from what responsibilities you want to place upon yourself from what goals you want to place upon yourself you don't need to you can accept all of that as part of you and no longer feel the need to kind of push that away or run away from it yeah it's it's definitely more more positive music and i'm i'm all about it i i i think there's maybe specifically in our generation but i don't know i feel like there's a lot of anxiety about being yourself and there's a lot of pressure to to be a certain person or be a certain way and i think any any kind of positivity not enforcing that ideal is is good in my opinion yeah i definitely think i don't want to say necessarily our generation because i feel like it's even more so with the next generation like i don't know I, I, are, <laughs> all them damn young whippersnappers like what are we millennials are we yeah i think so and then the next one would be Generation Gen Z. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't, like, I don't fucking know. I feel like whatever generation was before us was very regimented in a way. And then like our generation was kind of more like, you know what? No, I kind of want to be this. Even if that's not like my typical role as insert gender right. stereotype or race, sure. stere- whatever. And then the next generation that we're not real, like, I don't know, they're even more doing it. And I feel like along with kind of those breakthroughs definitely comes a lot of anxiety. So I feel like it went from like repression to anxiety from not being as repressed anymore. Yeah. I, I think that's a fair point. I think that makes sense. And it's, it's simultaneously a good and a bad thing. It's good because it proves that we're growing as a society, hopefully in positive ways, but we're also having to find new ways to deal with the consequences of that growth. Right. It's, it's not all good, good vibes coming from all of that stuff, because I mean, there's still a lot of that repression. There's still a lot of like uh, the anxiety is very real and it has, it comes from a real place of kind of a fear of being different. Yeah. But also that's, it's a good thing that, that it seems to be that people are trying to be, more different and in, in themselves and more comfortable with that, which I think maybe in a few generations it'll all be gone and everyone's just going to be totally fine with who they are and there's no anxiety, but that's, it's a big maybe dude. I fucking hope so. That'd be sweet. Me too. Until, I hope that we move on to the next track. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, we might never, but maybe the biggest, maybe or, next, or just, just a maybe. Yeah. Cause the next track track three is also maybe, it, says what's it, called. Is, it may be maybe maybe uh, uh, but it is 100% this one, maybe this one 
uh it's funky as hell like right off the beginning it's got some funky bass and like i honestly asked for just an instrumental version of this album at this Mm -hmm. point just because i like a lot of the music i mean i like the dude's voice no no getting around that but i could also just listen to the music behind it because it's just super cool like it gets some big synth energy in the in the chorus after that funky intro and then uh they do this thing where they're talking uh it's like uh they go like mama maybe and they have like as he's doing it the synth is like backing up what he's saying and it's just it's such a cool sound it just it's just such a cool sound i like it a lot it is there's a lot of cool sounds on this album and in the song specifically like there's a lead synth that they use in the middle of the verses and kind of hits this like nostalgia for like old uh chiptune kind of video game music for me yeah and it's just, oh, it feels so good. Yeah, and then there's like, uh, I couldn't think of a better way to describe it other than like a little whistly type break right before the second chorus. Mm-hmm. Like, it's whistly isn't a great word to describe <laughs> it, but I couldn't right. think of anything else to describe it. But uh, I know we're only a, a few songs into the album, but this was definitely like a favorite of of mine on the album just because of how cool i thought the music was not not necessarily my favorite but it was it was up there it was it was an early standout yeah yeah there we go i like that better yeah cool lyrically this one seemed to me at least to be kind of about feeling trapped in or or stuck in your journey to your goals so if the last uh song was kind of saying like hey you got to work to get to your goals. This is kind of dealing with the consequences of that work and kind of getting stuck. Uh, maybe, maybe working towards those goals or maybe just stuck in life in, in general or feeling like you're in a rut or whatever, but it kind of encourages you to keep moving. I think it's kind of interesting that he says, could stopping bring you closer after he says, maybe there's balance when you're moving because those are obviously opposing literal ideas yeah there's the lack of movement and then the literal movement which is is kind of like teased to a lot of this album i think that's kind of a recurring theme is the theme of movement motion and stuff but i think what he's trying to say is that you have to keep striving forward but be patient because there, there are some things that you can't control and some things that you have to stop and wait or or sometimes you have to stop and wait for other things to fall into place and it's also kind of interesting that the last track runaway was saying that you don't have to run away kind of implying that you should stay still. And then this one is all about motion and moving forward kind of a deal. Yeah. It's uh and the could stop and bring you closer kind of hints ahead to right. a future song about, about tanking just a second, man. Just like <laughs> sometimes just stuff's going nuts all over the place and you got a whole bunch whole bunch of stuff that you're juggling and it's just like you know what whenever i get to a stopping point maybe i'll just chill for just like take a, take a little break yeah you know, for like a second you know but uh <laughs> stop and smell the roses yeah i i can't tell if the maybe is in the chorus where he's saying maybe it's not over maybe tilts you over like i'm guessing he's talking about like i don't know whenever i first listened to it i thought it was like a if somebody tells you you can't, or if life tells you you can't, just say, like, maybe I can. Then, right. Like, using maybe as a positive way, but I don't know if, like, he's talking about yeah. maybe as a crutch or, like, a positive force. I agree. I, I was also kind of confused about that. 
where it because the thing he's saying like he's he spins it in both a positive and maybe a negative way mostly i think it's positive given the context of this album and stuff because yeah. he says like maybe fear can't define all the walls till you enter and and he, he's saying all these things that are maybe maybe it's a good maybe in a good light maybe you can keep going maybe they're wrong but there's also kind of this almost ominous feeling to to some of the maybes that he drops throughout the, the song so yeah but who knows you know i don't know that could just be the notion that we're that we're getting the notion in the ocean the notion of motion and in, the potion in the next track which is called the notion it's kind <laughs> of a track is it yeah. is it a track it's, it's a track it's not a song i guess that's true it, it is would... a track it's a it's like a 30 second spoken word with no music it's uh some some woman she is a british model for several large companies named liz ord and i guess she's like a friend of the band or helped them with choreography or something on a music video and she's yeah the the, the genius says she's a friend of jordan johnson's who is part of ja collective who performed the choreography with the band. So I think it's like a, it's, it's like a friend of a friend of a friend. It's, it's, it's some, one of those, those connections. Yeah. That, that the networking of, of celebrities, I guess happens. And this song is really whenever it first hit me that this whole album was, it was like, there were going to be at least in certain songs, heavy religious themes because mm-hmm. it's her talking, I guess, to the band about, uh, she just is talking about how rare and how nice it is to find younger people that have faith, that believe right. in the Christian God. I get. Yeah. I'm guessing. I don't. She right. says they, they never. They, it's never like explicitly defined in this what, song, what, at least religious. Yeah. I didn't but, know because you hear everybody on your tour has faith, and like for for most people in the the West, you immediately think Christian God, but I mean, technically it could be like, if everybody in your tour had faith, like everybody believes in something like you can have right. faith. So, but I'm assuming that's, that's definitely the way that I took it initially. Yeah. When, when I like first heard it, I didn't think of it in a religious sense, but more of like a faith in the band or faith in what they're doing kind of a thing. Yeah. But as the album progresses, it's pretty clear that they're talking about, about having a religious faith with Christianity and stuff. So, which, uh, I mean, to her credit, it does seem to be rare to find younger people that have faith. Yeah. And, you know. uh, I mean, this might be a hot take, but it's rare to find Christian music that is fun to listen to. Yeah, that doesn't suck. <laughs> that doesn't and, suck. No, you know what? I won't say that modern, doesn't suck. Modern, modern popular Christian music. Yeah, modern popular Christian music that is something even like it's not just like wallpaper (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's maybe a discussion for if we have time at the end of of the episode there's a whole discussion there there's several discussions there but uh i I still feel like this album is pretty pretty solid yeah you know me too and i still feel like track number five is called still feel yeah, and I still feel like it's a fucking jam, <laughs> it, dude. It is. A, it is an absolute jam because it's, it's uh, definitely lead single territory yeah. for this album. I think it's it's got it's such a good like groovy. I described it last week to Joey as, as kind of like a Jamiroquai adjacent vibe to it. I, yeah, 
and especially yeah. with like the base going on like yeah i i get that like it there's there's an absolute reason why this was their biggest song yeah it, it's so catchy every inch of the song is just so catchy the dude's voice he, he's like again he has such a like a specifically like gentle kind of calm sedated voice but he uses it in a lot of ways and it's it's uh, it just feels good to listen to and there, there's this build up to the chorus that has a bunch of like splashed in percussive samples that i never noticed until i really sat down with it and then the chorus comes in and there's this really thick like bassy synthy uh deal going on which so like most of the track has got this kind of like soul funk kind of groove with a bass and then the chorus is very electronic and with these like really thick synths and then it goes back to that kind of funky business but uh i don't know it's 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 a fun contrast within itself and it brings a lot of energy and it's just it's fun to dance to it's fun to like kind of kind of sing along to it's just kind of it's it's groovy yeah and it also has i don't know it kind of brings back something that i hadn't heard in a while like whenever the chorus hits it it gets big and changes from that kind of soul funkiness that goes yeah. on and it gets kind of this like halftime feel where it feels like everything it's like the electro indie version of like the drop where yeah. the, the tempo changes the whole feel of the song changes and then it kind of goes back i'm trying to think of the other big song that did it but it does it's like it feels like i am just too close to love you Whatever that song was, I don't. I don't know what song that is. I'm sorry, I failed you. Ah, that song. It <laughs> it did something similar, and it just it was like the first song that I heard that was like that. And then I didn't. I heard a lot of songs at that time sound like that, and then mm-hmm. I liked the sound because it just it was just cool. And then right. I didn't hear it for a while, and this was one of the first ones that I've heard that has that sound again, and it's nice. It, it feels yeah. it feels good. It feels definitely, nice. definitely a bop. If you. Yeah haven't listened to this song or this album and you were only going to listen to one song on this album, I'd probably recommend the song just because like, even, even within the context of this album, I think it stands out, yeah. which maybe doesn't make it a great representation of the album as a whole. But I mean, it's like I said, it's definitely lead single territory and it, it definitely like it stands on its own. It's yeah. a great song in my opinion. And I mean, not like you have to really, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's it's definitely okay to just be like, you know, I don't I like the one song out of this album that sounds nothing like the rest of this album and right. I don't like the rest of it. As somebody who is an absolute genius who commented on a YouTube video that we put out, he was like, it's very <laughs> it's very hard to just show somebody an album and them just like the album. It like right. that very rarely happens. So it's good to have songs like this as well, where you can just be like, you know what? If you just yeah, kind of like the general vibe of like the band. Them. Yeah. There, there's something there. Lyrically yeah. though, this one it, it's similar to the others in theme where if it, there's kind of this idea of overcoming feelings of helplessness and meaninglessness, which uh, is that meaninglessness? Is that that's me- meaning myth. Yeah, I feel like that yeah. has to be a word. It's a word. I don't know why I doubted myself there. <laughs> Maybe because I'm just overcome with these feelings of meaninglessness. But there's uh, this, this sort of like renewal of energy vibe about it as well. And I think the song's placement on the album fits that theme. And the track has like it's 
it's talking about those kind of negative hopelessness feelings, but spinning it and kind of reviving yourself with that, which, you know, there could be some religious con- context to that where, you know, finding faith is often viewed as pulling you from this pit of despair or whatever. But uh, I think the song stands outside of any specific religious context because everyone feels down sometimes and it's, it's okay, but it's also good to, to pull yourself out of that place and kind of give yourself a second wind. Yeah, definitely. Like the having that moment that brings you back into reality after you kind of lost your grips, like on it. I don't know this song. I feel like not only do the lyrics talk about it, but the music feels like it. Yeah, for sure. Cause like, like we, we've talked about the verses are this kind of groovy driving kind of, kind of sedated chill feels to it. And then he gets to the chorus where he's saying, I still feel alive and these big, like energetic synths come in and, and it's just like a total shift in energy, which is kind of, kind of fun to listen to. It's pretty sweet. And, uh, at this point, you know, I was really trusting <laughs> that you had pointed me in the right direction. And then, well, I, if we right, if we continue in the direction on this album, which is going forward through the album, the next track on the album uh, is, is Trust, track number six. But it's kind of like Trust. Cause, uh, yeah, the, they, the they play a lot with capitalization yeah. on the, the track listing, where a lot of them are, I say a lot of them, well, some of them are all lowercase, some are all caps. This one's somewhere in between, where the, the first T and the last T, both T's in the word trust are capitalized, but everything else is lowercase. See, which... I was wondering if there was a reason behind that stylization, because this song is uh, definitely a religious song. Like, it has complete religious connotation. Right. And uh, so... The T's My, could be like crosses or something. But. Yeah, that's the only thing that I that I would think of is that although it's a capital T, which looks markedly not like yeah a cross compared looked, to the lowercase. Exactly. T. That but, like I feel like, but I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to be like just the legs and arms, or I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna get into <laughs> supremely sacrilegious talking if I keep going with this. So. We are sacrilegious people, but yeah, trust. It's it's got some spacey synths and some trumpet that kind of floats around in the intro, which honestly reminds me a bit of the Cowboy Bebop's music, which is an anime. It's the only real anime <laughs> that I've seen, but uh, the music in that show is just phenomenal. Uh, but yeah, it's there's a synthy bass that kind of takes the the musical melody under some like almost wrapped lyrics. Yeah. Uh, I really like the pre-chorus in the song. I really like his voice and the nuance and the realness, the kind of rawness to it at some points, the bridge towards the end almost has this industrial feel with the drums, which kind of caught me off guard. Uh, but overall the track's very like floaty and spacey. And then the outro comes and there's just this burst of energy that made me feel like I was being tossed out of an airlock <laughs> and watching my spaceship explode. But yeah, definitely, definitely not what the song's about. <laughs> but it's a cool feeling. So it is. I like I like the song musically a lot more than I like it lyrically. Yeah, it's. I don't. I'm gonna make a quick comparison before I get onto the lyrics. Uh, sure. That I don't know if I'm qualified to make, but part of the <laughs> rap parts of this, I say rap in quotations. I'm doing quotations like anybody can right. see. But uh, it it sounds like a light version of Hobo Johnson to me, like. If somebody, I can see that. if you were to like play Hobo Johnson for somebody one time and they're like, I can do that. And then they tried it. 
but like yeah i don't know I think if that's I've, fair <laughs> that's, not, that's maybe a bit rude but but yeah but no i, I mean fair. it's i i was yeah i guess it does sound rude i don't know i don't if, know maybe. yeah I mean, it goes back to the, the whole Mastodon thing, right? We're always comparing artists, and it's not necessarily a negative thing. It's, yeah. it's saying that, like there, there's a resemblance there, even though it's not an identical yeah. kind of thing, which is good. Yeah. It's a good thing that it's not identical. Yeah, exactly, because then you get sued, and that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> but lyric-wise, yeah. this song, at one point in my life, I would have definitely felt this song but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm too far past that <laughs> at this point to be able to like, I don't know. Cause this song is probably extremely poignant for people. I know it's very, very relatable for a lot of people that have faith because yeah. it's about not, nec- not like losing your faith, but sometimes the trust isn't really, it's not broken, but it's hard to kind of put blindly put faith into anything. And you're asking yeah. somebody to make a giant decision to, to put faith in, what they believe in and just with so many crazy terrible things happening all the time it's uh, you just have to have that trust and that trust is just something that's very that people falter with sometimes and this is a song for sure about that yeah which i I think is super relatable like even even outside of a religious context i think having trust and faith in yourself to do things it's like I, I think you can you can apply this. Granted, he is very clearly talking <laughs> about religion. Yeah. But uh, even outside of that, I mean, just just having faith in yourself and being able to do something. There's this faith is a scary thing. Trust is a scary thing because, by definition, right there there's little to no evidence yeah. or, or little to no guarantee that what you're believing in is going to come true. Yeah. And obviously that's a struggle that every religious person goes through. And this song is, is kind of relatable in that way. And that like, or maybe not relatable, but, but human yeah. in that he, he believes and he has faith, but there's this kind of like this little nagging bit inside of him. That's saying like, you know, I, maybe I don't fully believe, maybe I'm not really there. And he's not really sure what that is. And in spite of that, he's still like, he's still clinging to, to his faith, yeah. which, Again, like you said, it's it's very poignant probably to a lot of people in the faith, and it's very relatable to those people. But uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of human. It's giving a human aspect to it instead of just saying, like, no, I unabashedly have 100% faith and, and in my religion. He's saying, like, yeah, like, I believe in it, but there's there's something in me that, that maybe isn't. Yeah. And I it was kind of, kind of interesting. It's kind of an honest, earnest way of looking at things. And for the people out there who uh, feel like you can't feel this way, or like it's a bad thing to feel this way, like if you truly believe in something, I'm gonna I'm gonna get down to earth or yeah. up to up to heaven, up to yeah, there <laughs> up, we to, go. up to near heaven, <laughs> up to near heaven about this. But like, just I I don't believe in this, but uh, if you feel this way about your faith and you're definitely steadfast in it, but it's you you should be questioning things and yeah. if and if whatever your faith is is it can't hold up to scrutiny like and that's the reason that you're affir- like that's how they keep people in that shouldn't be in it's, right so what i'm i'm trying to f- phrase this in a way that doesn't dissuade people from believing because if right. you believe <laughs> these feelings are normal don't be dissuaded by them and it can end up 
keeping you with a stronger faith or you can realize things about yourself that you didn't possibly realize but anybody telling you that it's bad to ask questions is wrong it is great yeah, to ask questions 100%. That, that's how cults happen yeah <laughs> and you get a better understanding of why you believe stuff so say you have these questions you get through them you find the answers that you're looking for and your faith has held strong it's it's stronger than it was before because it's mm-hmm. it's held up to these questions so don't right. feel like you shouldn't have these questions i guess is what i'm saying yeah, I mean, everyone has those questions. And again, like, I I think I touch on this a little bit later in my notes, but I, I think it's important for people to assess their spirituality and, and their, their religious faith at some point and, and really dive into that and figure out what that means for you. But I think what Joey's kind of getting at is if you're having a hard time with it and it's making you feel like a shitty person or a lesser person because you're having those doubts, then maybe you should really assess why you're trying to have faith to begin with and and what that means not to dissuade people that are religious. Like, again, I think it's important for a lot of people. It's a huge part of a lot of people's lives. And I think that a lot of people genuinely need that kind of relationship, but it's not for everyone and it doesn't have to be for everyone. So if you're doubting yourself or doubting anything, look into it, try to find those answers. And like you said, you'll either find those answers and your faith will be strengthened or you won't find those answers or you'll find answers that are opposing to that ideology and you'll pivot, you know, it's okay to change who you are. I know it's, it's hard to talk about this because faith is such a huge part of a lot of religion and it's a lot of the people that make up that religion and it's considered a bad thing to change your mind or to have a differing opinion or to lose faith or whatever, but that's not the case. That's only the case within the confines of that very exclusive group of people. And it should never be used ever to a trap people or B keep people feeling like they're not good enough or they're not doing enough for, for the church or whatever. It's, it's just bullshit. Sorry. Sorry if I offended you, but it's bullshit. It's, I mean, it's true. Cause that's like you said, that's how cults, that's just how bad thoughts get kind of reverberated and a lot of people out there i feel like get scared or get worried by these thoughts because they think there's two options they think the the religion that i'm currently believing in is right and if i don't believe it i'll become somebody who doesn't believe in anything and there's so many other faiths like maybe you have these questions and you go and reach out and look and you're like "Ah, i thought i was christian but it turns out i'm like Jewish or I align more with uh, like Buddhism or something like maybe I necessarily don't believe in like a God, but I just believe in finding, I don't know, like there's some higher power, but I don't necessarily believe it's a God that people to, I don't know. I don't know. I've been out of it for so long. I don't know. I don't. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's hard and easy for us to kind of have these opinions and talk about it from the outside. Yeah. Uh, because like, I mean, again, we both have some experience, like we were raised in religion because that's just kind of a product of where we live, I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think an extension of what you were just saying is that you don't necessarily have to fit into any one definition of a religion either. Yeah. I think everyone to some extent has their own personalized religion. It's, it's what you believe in, right? It's your, your own ideologies and your own, 
thoughts and feelings about the universe and why things are the way they are. And it doesn't have to 100% line up with what your pastor is saying is religion or whatever. Like, even within Christianity, there are so many subdivisions oh, God. and sub subcategories of Christianity, right? Yeah. And I think that extends to, in a similar way, tying it back to music, right? Where a song can be its own kind of genre amidst an album, amidst an artist, amidst a bigger genre, right? Where a single person could have their own definition of their religion in the context of, you know, their church or their greater religion. Right. So I don't, I don't know. Don't, don't try too hard to conform to something that is only harming you, I guess is the core of what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. You can't fit a square peg in a round hole or something like that. And, uh, you know, if you're a square peg, just find a square hole. And leave the round hole for all the round people. Like, yeah, or or don't don't try to fit through a hole at all. Yeah, you know, just, just fucking just, go on an adventure. <laughs> yeah, land on the floor somewhere. Who gives a shit? You're gonna exist <laughs> as a square peg, anyways. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyways, holy a long shit! Tangent, but, but I think I think it was a good discussion, and yeah. hopefully, we didn't lose all two of our viewers yeah. from that. Oh but, my god! Uh, you know, let's just. Just let's, find the, let's find the arrow that points us to the next track. <laughs> Back on track. Track number seven, arrow. Boom. This uh, one has kind of kind of a lo-fi piano intro deal. Uh, it's another kind of bass forward melody. They use a lot of bass as their kind of melodic grounding uh, on this album. Uh, the chorus in this one sounds pretty tropical in some ways, like kind yeah. of islandy. And it reminds me a bit of one of the Strokes albums. Uh, I think I recently compared another song to to a Strokes album or something. Maybe I just like the Strokes a lot, and they're constantly in my mind. But uh, yeah, it I don't know. Be. It, it's, it's kind of a good feel ish. The, the song doesn't really stand out to me as much as uh, a lot of the other ones on the album. Yeah, it doesn't stand out to me a ton. Uh, other than around like two minutes, I'd say it's the whole song kind of blows up. And this yeah. is some of the glassy or sparkly sounds that I was talking about earlier whenever we were talking about happy music. Because right. I don't necessarily know if I classify it as happy like to me, but mm-hmm. it's just a very big and bright sound that I guess, I don't know, whatever happiness is to people. It, some people see <laughs> this. I, this is, if somebody said happy music, like I'd be like, yeah, this is probably it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's got some cool, like a, a cool end section with some like synth, some synths and and some guitar solos and stuff going on, but I don't know. The song kind of fell flat in my, yeah. to to my musical taste anyway. I feel that uh, as far as the lyrics go, it's I mean it kind of talks about once you're in the middle of a journey, like that it's it's a hard place to be. Like you've started. And you're kind of in the middle of it and you still have so much left to go. Or even though you've accomplished so much, you still don't know what the next step is. Like he was talking earlier, it could maybe moving forward is the right way to go. Maybe standing still is the right thing to do. You don't know, Mm -hmm. but it's the time that you have to make those decisions is now in the middle of your journey. And it can feel like one false step is wrong, but, uh, that, just that feeling, I guess, of being in the middle of it all. I kind of got a, a slightly different vibe from this lyrically. Oh, it it kind of had this the sentiment of the grass always being greener, 
on the other side where it seemed that he was talking about how he, he would set his goals and as he would get towards the goals, he realizes that they're, they, they no longer look like what they did, that they're not really what he wants anymore and he wants something else. And he's always trying to get somewhere and never spending time where he is because when he gets somewhere, he's always like, okay, this is, this is not what I thought it was. I need to go over there to get to where I thought it was. And then he gets there. It's like, well, this isn't where I want to be. I want to go over there and kind of just kind of this, the cycle of never being satisfied, which is similar to what you were saying, but it, it's, but different uh, enough to be a different thought. Yeah. I'm special <laughs> and unique. <laughs> Track we number eight. Pure gold. Pure gold. Ha, we we all love pure gold. Nice. <laughs> I, just, I, I didn't want to like stop you from, from saying your thought and then you stopped yourself and, and went on. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I, I don't. None of my thoughts are ever like complete, complete or <laughs> worth stopping anything for. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep things moving. We tangented uh, a lot. hefty bit with the religion talk, but uh, pure gold track number eight. Take take it away, Joey. Okay, I'll take it away. I'll let you uh, talk about this one. This like it starts off like you had talked earlier about uh, something sounding like an old chip tune type mm-hmm. type deal the beginning of this song kind of reminds me of like an older video game title screen yeah it's it's kind of got like an old sounding it's not quite chiptune but it's got that like maybe s and like snes sound not quite nes sound but like SNES. yeah like a little bit later we're up to 32 bits now yeah 32 bits 64 bits <laughs> but yeah. uh <laughs> But it's got an actual piano in it, other than yeah. I mean, maybe it's not an actual piano. Maybe it's like a keyboard, a simulated, yeah. yeah. But it sounds like an actual piano, and that's right. different because we've been hearing a lot of like bloopy and and watery and sparkly type sounds, and it's yeah. it's nice to go back to analog sometimes, you know. <clears throat> oh, I agree. God. Oh god, <laughs> Joey's dying. But yeah, it has kind of like this jaunty piano riff to it, and then there's like a, a choir kind of chanting some some not some lyrics, some awes yeah. and such in, in the background. I'm not really feeling this track musically a lot, uh, at least for the main portion of the song. The song kind of has a bit of a transformation uh, just after like the two minute mark where it spaces out a bit and I like that section a lot more. And then it goes into the stripped down section, which is uh, kind of a little rocky, kind of a little folksy, I guess. And I think that section is awesome. Um, But I just, I don't like the main kind of like piano choir kind of deal going on for a lot of the song. Yeah. It was honestly at this song where I started to think that maybe I like the first half of this album more than I like the second half, but yeah, I was only two songs into the second half. So I can't, definitively say that yet but i was like i don't know if it keeps going this way not that i don't like it but it just doesn't do near as much for me as the beginning of the album i feel 100 percent the same way at this point in the album where it was just like i mean it's it's the middle of the album i know we talk about this a lot yeah where like a lot of times the middle of the album kind of falters a bit and it's it's kind of filler territory i suppose but yeah I, i wasn't really feeling this track either yeah um lyrically to me it seems to be kind of about finding i get finding god in everyday life and recognizing the little things yeah that kind of keep like where he was talking about 
kind of faltering in trust. He's talking about the things that kind of reaffirm him in this song, like reaffirm him in his beliefs. Yeah. And, and finding some sort of value within that. Yeah. And, and just kind of, like you said, kind of acknowledging the little things that come with it and kind of being, being happy with your faith or, or at least being respectful of it, I guess. Yeah. Even if you're not like, even if you're not through your journey and you haven't completely like recovered from whatever your misstep was or whatever your doubts were, you're still like, you're saying, okay, like I'm having these negative thoughts, but there's also all of these good things that, that are coming from it. Kind of. A yeah. And uh, speaking of that sentiment, the next song ice cold expounds upon that, I think, but uh, it's interesting. Oh, oh, is it interesting? I mean, I just, so uh, Ice Cold is track number nine. Uh, lyrically, I, this one didn't seem to have an overly specific religious context to me. And that it seemed more like he he was, it was either about him or about a loved one of his. Someone being kind of run down and exhausted in life and trying to help them focus on the good things instead of wallowing in the bad things. But I, I understand that, that that sounds exactly like what we just talked about. <laughs> where you're focusing on all the little good things, but I, I thought it was a bit more generalized where like you're looking for some sort of motivation to keep going when someone is completely exhausted and you're trying to like show them like, Hey, like it's okay that you're experiencing this, but you got to move on. You got to, you got to focus on the good things, accentuate the positives. Yeah. I will agree that, uh, it's less religious or at least less overtly religious, but yeah, it does. It kind of brings those thoughts back. And uh, there we go. I talked about the lyrics first, you know, just flipping the script, script, <laughs> script. I don't know, man. Yeah. I actually really like this track musically. Hey, so it, do I. It's got this like staccato acoustic deal with some pretty like soulful vocals that it features Kimbra, which I've not listened to any of her music. But uh, she has a nice voice, very kind of like soulful kind of R&B deal. Uh, kicks into some funky keys and bass when the song picks up, as expected <laughs> at this point in the album. The His, his vocals on this track, I, I should, Josh Taylor's vocals, uh, being the lead singer, is, is kind of back to that rappy deal, but it's it's not quite rappy. There's something with the delivery that, that's just a little off. Yeah. But uh, I like a lot of his vo- vo- voice in most of the song. But there's a section where he like he says elevate, 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 celebrate, mm-hmm. celebrate, celebrate. That that whole section just kind of felt weird to me. I wasn't really a fan of it. Yeah, that part fell flat to me, and I liked. I just generally liked Kimbra's yeah. parts in the songs more than I liked his. Not not only necessarily because of like the vocals, really, but whenever she was in it, it had kind of like a chill, yeah, type song like. It was very kind of laid back. It, it felt like you were just like in a little pocket. It was kind right. of just like chill. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then it kind of brought out the acoustic staccato more feel whenever he was up. So I think that yeah. had more to do with it necessarily than his voice did. But yeah, I think, I think it's fair. And then towards the end, like, I don't know what happens. It, they kind of like shift the beat. Mm-hmm. to where it's kind of offbeat a little bit and it kind of feels like the record is skipping yeah which is kind of it was, it was an interesting thought to me so yeah well you, you know uh after 
after that record skipping, you know, you might need to give your record a rest so it, Maybe. it doesn't get a scratch on it. That sounds like a good idea. And I will give it a rest by talking about track number 10. Rest. Which is called Rest. <laughs> Hell yeah. Seamless. This one, this one also has maybe more of a chill R&B vibe than the last yeah. track, which is not something that I regularly listen to. It's not something that I seek out. But this, this one kind of is pretty groovy. Yeah. Pretty groovy to me. I think the beat drags just a hair during the verses, giving it a kind of interesting feel to it. The chorus has these huge brass stabs, which I'm always a fan of in any kind of music. I really like that kind of sound. Uh, this, this song features Sam Henshaw, and his verse feels great. I really like his voice, but I think I just have a, a soft spot for British rap in general. For some reason. <laughs> uh, and then there's these, these weird like synth arpeggios at the end that made me think of the Portal soundtrack. <laughs> Bringing that back. Man... You t- you literally said everything <laughs> I was going to say other than the fact that I referred to uh, the brass stabs as some dude just fucking toot-tooting into a tuba during the course. <laughs> <laughs> tuba. <laughs> fucking, I, I like it. But yeah, yeah. it's pretty pretty interesting song, pretty good song, pretty chill R&B-style dealio, uh, but there's there's not, not a lot more to it than what yeah. I've explained. Yeah, it's... See, that's... That was, I won't say, you know what? I will say it. Like I, at at this point, I think I liked the first half better, but it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily because the music in the second half isn't good. It just feels more stagnant than like, it doesn't go as many places. I agree. But I uh, think that is, that is very fair. Lyrically rest, uh, kind of had an interesting tie in back to the, the whole themes of motion. Uh, that were earlier on in the album. And I guess they're, they're, they're kind of permeated through the album, but this one seemed more specifically, we kind of mentioned it earlier about stopping and yeah. smelling flowers, not living too fast and not wasting all of your time grinding for success and just kind of taking a break. Yeah. There was a line in here that I liked that uh, now I can't find it. Why the fuck can't I find it? it How was... dare you just control F. Type in the word. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like this whole album has kind of been talking about religion and stuff, but mm-hmm. in the second verse, he talks about Saturday being his cathedral. It's his day to stop and rest. So it's like, yeah, the Sunday is the, the, at least on the Christian faith, I guess. I don't know about other faiths. It's the, it's a day of rest. Whereas mm-hmm. like, that was the day that God just was like, you know what? I built the world. I'm going to just chill for a second. Right. Talking about Saturday, your day off being your own day of rest, and I just like that little little thing that he did there. It was cool. Yeah, and he kind of like he flushes that out in the next line because he says, "But Saturday is my cathedral, a day to stop and rest." Is holding up the steeple, kind of like saying, "Like yeah, like I've built this this thing, everything I've built, but there's a place for rest within that." And that's what's really keeping everything together is the fact that I'm giving myself time to rest and not just kind of rushing through everything and trying to get it done. Yeah. And also completely off topic and nobody will be able to see me do it, but reading that little part out just totally reminded me of the thing that you do in school with your hands where it's like, here's the church and here's the steeple, open (laughs) it up and here's all the people. And you'd like turn your hand over and wiggle your fingers. 
Yeah. So all you people out there who know what I'm talking about. <laughs> very, very strange uh, tie-in, but sure, you know, yeah, if you that's know. how you interpret music, go for it. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then, then you know what my favorite meal of the day is. <laughs> I'm assuming based on the title of the next track, I know what it is. <laughs> uh, it's a lie because it's not this, but uh, I'm going to say it's breakfast for the segue. Breakfast. For the sake of the segue. We do everything for the sake of a segue. <laughs> Whose favorite meal is breakfast, seriously? Well, okay, so the, that this is definitely a discussion for another time, but we're going to have it right now. What Are you saying breakfast is comprised of a certain set of foods that make it breakfast, or is it the time of day that makes it breakfast? It's the stereotype of breakfast, because, you know, if you're eating like a roast beef sandwich for breakfast, people are going to be like looking at you funny and be like, that's a lunch food or that's whatever. Right. But like if, if you're going by typical breakfast, then yeah, I think honestly breakfast might be the worst meal of the day, Get but the fuck out of here. But breakfast food is great pancake. I had breakfast for lunch today. All right, Joey, I had, I had pancakes. I had eggs. I had sausage. Mm. More often than not, I have lunch or dinner food for breakfast at whenever I have my own choice i guess i should say like, <laughs> whenever Alyssa's not making the, the well, decisions for you <laughs> more like whenever i'm not making something for my daughter and or something is already being made for her and i'm just like yeah i guess toss me in there so we don't have to make like five different yeah different foods <laughs> i but, uh, i stand breakfast foods as as is trendy to say stan yeah i think it's it's my first unironic use of the word sand i love breakfast foods cereal pancakes bacon eggs sausage french toast waffles fucking sign me the hell up man before we get into a giant <laughs> debacle i'm gonna stop right there because i have some it's things fine. to say but it's, you know okay we'll have uh, a breakfast episode <laughs> but uh so this one it, it yeah. starts out with like some Big sounding, I guess they're like synthy strings or something. They're not mm-hmm. real strings, but they kind of, they sound like them. They're they're the memory of strings, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, I don't know. Like it comes in with some acoustic strums. I like this dude's falsetto voice that he puts on for singing mm-hmm. singing this song, and uh, yeah, the song it stays pretty low key at the beginning with kind of keeping with the acoustic feel, and then yeah. it starts building up and up and up and up towards the end of it with like pounding drums. It's got these sparkly synths and keys and just, I just, I, I do like that they brought back more progression in this song. I like it more. Yeah. At least it feels like more is happening in this song. I, I really like the aesthetic of the song musically. Yeah. Like there, there's a lot of reverb on his vocals and it kind of sounds like he's in a bathroom stall or some, some very like <laughs> small room. That's very echoey kind of a deal, which it, it's, it stands out on this album a lot. And it, like you said, he sings a lot in falsetto and that kind of like accents that, which is, is kind of nice. Uh, but yeah, all the instruments sound good. The voice sounds good. And it has this power to it that you mentioned when it needs to be, but it also has kind of the stripped down feeling with his voice being very vulnerable and very like open. It's, it's kind of a nice contrast. And it also reprises the, uh, the vocal melody, the chanting, of the Oz in uh, pure gold, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this one, I feel like it kind of fits with that theme with like lyrically. Cause uh, I don't know. Pure gold is about finding the little things that kind of reaffirm him. And then this right. song seems to be about 
fully accepting your faith, I guess. Like it's, it's the moment where I feel like he's, I don't know. The chorus is say you're open through tears and trembling. It's a major step. It's okay to fret. Here's a safe Mm. place to lay your heart down. It's a second chance. It won't be your last. Like it makes me think of somebody who's kind of lived their life aimless, like it aimlessly just kind of done their own thing, not been a God person and then has kind of come to terms with the faith that they found and it's their second chance and it's their moment where they're just breaking down. They're like, okay, I accept it. This is, this is my life. I'm living my life for this from this point on. Yeah. I think yet again, we have, we've had slightly divergent <gasps> uh, theories. So like you really clang, 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 clang. <laughs> uh, you seem to, to hold on to the religious aspect of this album, which I think is very valid. I'm sure that this song was also written with that in mind, but as an individual song, there, there's not a lot of like actual references to, there being a religious faith in my opinion where to me it seemed more about just allowing yourself to be vulnerable and letting other people in and because like it's it's difficult for a lot of people to do that people like to hide their emotions and they build up these walls oftentimes for fear of you know being a burden or being perceived as weak kind of a thing yeah. but the song is kind of like it's okay to be sad and it's okay to be frightened it's okay to have these feelings because there's strength to be found in that and specifically strength to be found in opening up because it's hard to, to open up. So if you can do it, then that means that like, it's, it's a sign of strength. If you're allowing yourself to feel emotions and sharing that with other people. Yeah. Very true. Very true. I big, if true, <laughs> big and true, more big like and it. True. <laughs> uh, but you know, nope. We, we've we've yeah. we've hesitated too long yeah so the time for segueing is past no it's it's cool i'll just sit here and be some sort of fucking repugnant creature that can't make segues <laughs> that's fine because track number 12 is creature so that means you did bada boom bada bing you made a segue bing bang boom bada. About not making a segue i actually really like the song a lot this might be my favorite or second favorite on the album uh with still feel just musically like again like I'm a music forward person. Yeah. So when I listen to album songs, I interpret the music a lot more and put more focus on that than the lyrics. So even though I don't relate to Christianity yeah. or, or having faith, I think this song is just like fantastic. Musically. I 100% agree with you. Like earlier, whenever I said that maybe wasn't my, fi- wasn't my favorite, but it is one of my favorites. This mm-hmm. I'd say is my favorite. Fuck like yeah. once again, Although I will say I've hinted at it before or talked about it. I guess I haven't hinted. I've just straight up said (laughs) it before that uh, whenever music gets too overtly religious, it gives me a really fucking weird feeling inside. And I started to get that feeling listening to the song, but the music Mm. was just so good. (laughs) Yeah. It's got these like serene wavy synths and acoustic guitar that gives, gives a song in my opinion, the biggest vibe on the album. Yeah. Uh, It's very, it's very like folksy in the verses with these undertones of this electronic synth bass. And it's this very, very cool combination. I think the, the choruses feel very big, especially the last chorus. Uh, I really like the feel of just all of the instrumentation going on. The song kind of falls apart just before the four minute mark at like this outro section. And it gets a little dark and like eerie and ambient. 
and it's pretty fucking cool sound in my opinion and i think it's a great way to end the album yeah that last two minutes is the reason it's my favorite so yeah like and that's the part where i started feeling super weird where his voice gets kind (laughs) of like creepy and frantic almost where he's yeah like he's full-on just like going into it like yeah it's it's like that that guy that's like in a in a, an asylum staring at a wall and just like talking nonsense at the wall with like a so just like a blank expression on his face kind of a thing yeah like he's going into like all the all the all the actual stuff of religion like he sounds yeah. like somebody like speaking in tongues but if those tongues were in <laughs> in english right but yeah the whole music is just like it starts melting behind him and it's just like this then at one point this beat comes in and just throws like what you thought how you thought the song was kind of feeling it just throws it like a wrench in it and the whole thing kind of goes off kilter and it just kind of like fizzles out into like this quiet piano and uh it ends with liz ord from the notion coming back in just one final line i mean that amount of glory does sound reasonably glorious (laughs) yeah which is kind of a weird weird statement but uh yeah i don't know lyrically i think the music in that last section ties into the lyrics and that i i really like the song starts off the first verse he says look inside of me and see that i'm not afraid to walk inside the void like a kid inside a cave discovering the patterns of my soul and where it's placed, I've been mapping many caverns, but it still feels like a maze, which is such a good description, I think, of exploration of self and exploration of faith and exploration of anything, because like it's a physical exploration, right? Exploring the caves. But I like the comparison of the void, which is like the unknown to exploring yeah. a cave as a kid specifically, because it's a little scary, but mostly it's exciting. You're not really thinking about getting lost and dying. You're just thinking like, oh, I'm curious. I want to see what's going in here. And I think the world, myself included, needs more of that kind of curiosity and at least being able to indulge in that kind of curiosity without fearing that <laughs> the bad things are going to happen. Even though it's a very real possibility. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, yeah. And then to go from that, describing how a, a child would take to exploring a cave and exploring yourself in that way to Mm. the end (laughs) where it's like the bad things are happening. That's (laughs) how it feels. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's really like, he's just vividly describing like, uh, these hidden mirrors expose the mess. The selfish turns to selflessness haunted by a darker side transcends to walking in the light and slowly I'm recovering the beauty of discovery. So it's kind of like, is definitely giving into those kind of darker feelings where he's saying like, Oh yeah, it's kind of, it is kind of sketchy and it is kind of scary and spooky and whatnot, but there's, it, it, it goes beyond that kind of thing. It ends with, yeah, like an acceptance that there is going to be darkness or some sort of evil, but there's conflict. Yeah. But there is a light to drown that out, I guess. Yeah. Which would be Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, this in, he just straight up. Just, of the album. Yeah, he just there's no there's no frills, there's no faffing about over here. He's talking about like, yep, when Jesus shows up. Yeah, he says humanity is not alone when Jesus Christ sits on the throne. And he says it in a very he says it in a very weird way. Like, think <laughs> uh, 
Dave Mustaine and sweating bullets <laughs> or something. <laughs> Hello, me. It's me again. Uh, what a song. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, overall, uh, pretty okay album. I, yeah. I think it, it has a lot of highs and a lot of lows. The highs are really high, and the lows are just like, eh. So. Yeah. I, I definitely see myself listening to more individual songs than the album as a whole, for sure. Same here. Uh, there's like, okay, okay, run away, maybe still feel, uh, probably, the ice cold occasionally, but breakfast and creature, I, I could see those going into some sort of mix at right. some point. Maybe not creature. I don't know. Creature might just be like a, a one off. Yeah, <laughs> just because of like I don't know where it would fit, but <laughs> yeah, it's kind of its own its own thing going yeah. on. But yeah, but overall, I, I was I was surprised by the album because again, neither of us knew going into it that it had such a religious background yeah. to our context. I have me having only heard uh, "Still Feel," which is arguably maybe the least religious song on the album. Which I mean, I guess it makes sense as a big pop single. Like you don't want to scare people away by branding yourself as religion but they definitely do that with the album yeah which is kind of interesting and i applaud them for doing so and it's impressive to not only have faith to begin with but to keep that faith in such an industry where that's kind of like looked down i mean we made fun of christian music right like, yeah christian music historically has been awful <laughs> it's just been like the most bland and offensive garbage that that inhabits music right at least christian rock like the modern christian yeah. rock like I'm, I'm down for some like gospel hymns and, and shit like that even especially stuff, with, like big choirs but like yeah like even modern worship songs to, are kind of garbage yeah definitely like the stuff we used to sing in church even though it was a bunch of like people that can't sing just randomly <laughs> yeah. fucking haphazardly well, it's together. kind of the, it was, the point not to not to tangent again because we're already over our, our time budget but like that's very much, I think, the point of hymns and, and Christian like gospel music is that like you don't have to be good at singing. It's just everyone is sharing in the community of it yeah. and making something beautiful out of it. Yeah, that's what always that was always my favorite part. Or I guess I shouldn't say my favorite part. It was really the one part that I liked. <laughs> yeah, see, was... I, I wish I could say the same, but man, my mom was horrible at singing. And I always <laughs> stood right next to her and whew, it was it was an experience. <laughs> but that's the point, Jeremy. Everybody's singing together. It's just ugh. Uh, anyways, next week, uh, what are we what are we listening to, Joey? Okay, you know, I got some vibes this week when we listen to it. This song, this album, this these songs, and <laughs> this collection of noises. It, it made me think, huh? Maybe next week we should listen to Still Woozy. He he made an album or an EP, and it's called Lately. So we're listening to Lately by Still Woozy. Cool. And yeah, that's what we're doing for the next. It, it's going to be an EP. It's it's how many songs? It's pretty short, right? It's five songs, thirteen minutes. So. Oh. Okay, okay. So we're gonna have a short episode next week, but maybe that just means we'll have more time to to fuck around and talk about religion or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're we're not gonna keep talking about religion. I feel like we might do one episode specifically just us talking about religion, perhaps. But I, I don't think it's something that we need to be like a dead horse. I don't have that much qualification other than you know the six years of religion classes that I took. And <laughs> well. <laughs> 
I mean, but I feel like I don't I, need I feel to. Like any any one person is just as qualified as anyone else to talk exactly. about religion. Exactly. Nobody needs our takes on religion. <laughs> that's not a thing that the world needs. Yeah, and true. same goes for anybody else. Just if people believe in it, whatever. Like you yeah. don't need you don't need my take on religion to be- believe in it or not. Like for sure, just fucking experience your life in the way that that you get the most joy and pleasure out of. I suppose. Or solace? I, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I guess joy and pleasure isn't the point of religion. That's like hedonism, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> hey, maybe I'm a hedonist, yeah. whatever. Uh, but until until we we dive into the the depths of my hedonistic ways, uh, just stand up, stand up for Catholic, please. Bye. Bye.